It's Hans Christian Hansen, and welcome back to Pain Information. Um, this week, uh, as we put it, early summer 2018, uh, a couple of well-publicized suicides, um, Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, were revealed, and in the uh, press, uh, they were all over it. And I think that's important to bring to light that uh, suicide just is around the corner for some people, and it's never really recognized. So with this opioid epidemic um, and the problem with substance abuse being ever-present in so many people, that's alcohol, that's anything, really, Kratom, anything that's out there. Some people just want their hands on it to feel better or feel different. And, and finally, just some people don't feel um, like they want to feel. There is something to that. There's different dopamine receptors in the brain. One, two, three, they do different things. And beyond the scope of this talk is the dopamine receptors crave the energy that dopamine gives them. And they don't feel right unless they get that dopamine, the little plug you get when you get a text. Uh, that's a little dopamine nugget. And sometimes folks uh, have a great steak. That's a little dopamine, sex, whatever. And um, then there's drugs. You know, cocaine is 30,000 times the um, potency of, say, a steak or something along those lines uh, as a dopamine surge. When you look at PET scans or you look at some of these advanced imaging uh, studies, it, it's a microsecond that the brain lights up when somebody has a trigger for cocaine. So there are different substances that do different things. Well, you talk to some of these uh, addicts or those that are dependent, say, on oxycodone. Some people will say, you know, I didn't feel normal until I took an oxycodone. And I've talked about this before. It just resets them. So some people probably have a chemical imbalance beyond serotonin, beyond some of the other stuff that is so commonly in the lay literature and a lot that we don't understand in the neurolimbic system uh, and the reward system that would lead us to believe that it's a complicated story out there. And in the case of Anthony Bourdain, he didn't come down for an elegant French dinner, and he's in Paris, and he's wealthy, and he has everything, and a good relationship, everything. He has everything, right? A TV show, he's a cool guy, um, and he didn't come down. Is that a warning sign? Yeah, I guess it was, but how subtle is that? And I guess the point is this, how many subtle warning signs are out there for those that are about ready to commit the ultimate act. I've been around folks a few days, even a day, before they did the ultimate act. And when I was in medical school, a student did it. And he put books, it was his medical school books, all around his head. And, yeah, I, you know, I didn't want to talk about it, but it's uh, one of those bad bad memories, but we didn't talk about it. That was a thing. No one discussed it. So, you know, I'm going to have a whole 
podcast on uh, suicide because it's really important. It's important for our patients. It's important for the lay public. It's important even for physicians because every year uh, a whole bunch of physicians commit suicide. About 700, uh, probably more, that aren't considered suicide because they drank themselves to death or something like that. So I'm going to talk to uh, a couple of really important people and see if I can get them on the show. That's uh, Pamela Weeble. She's been on The Doctor Show and a few others. And I got to meet her uh, with Kathy and Carolyn at the last ASIP annual meeting. She was one of the folks that presented with those two. I'll get Carolyn on. I'm going to try to persuade Kathy to come on, too, because they really, uh, they, they really summed it up. Uh, we live in a world that is on social media where everything looks perfect and it's not perfect. And you'd be surprised how many perfect lives are imperfect. Now, take it kind of to the right angle. Um, these were celebrities. And I will talk about Americans and humans and the celebrity brain in that podcast, how we are pre-programmed to think of the celebrity brain as a rightful brain, one that knows so much. If you're pretty, you're wealthy, and you seem to have it all, you are it. And it's tribal. People follow you. It's not true. But we're wired that way. And I'm I'm going to talk a little bit about how important it is to think about what is around you? And just like in the opioid epidemic, my point is it's a heroin fentanyl epidemic. Prescriptions are down about 20%. Yeah, we got a lot of prescription overdose tests. But the key is to understanding the facts. And the fact is uh, 25 vets, yeah, American vets, uh, die each day. And they aren't publicized. Uh, how many more in back alleys? Uh, how many more inside their home? It's just quietly not um, disclosed. And how many more are out there that could be or would be? And what is our responsibility as uh, close people with them? How should we respond to people we think are at risk? And what should we do? Should we be the one that starts flipping the switches and starts doing an intervention or not? That was the biggest plane I've ever seen. Okay. Not to diminish what I'm talking about is when do we perform an intervention? And how often um, should we, we be thinking through the day that Somebody's at risk, and something's got to be done, and where do I turn? Well, I'm going to try to answer those questions, too. You know, this is an information channel. This isn't an absolute channel, but I think it's also common sense. When somebody's doing something different for um, a reason you don't understand, and they've had their challenges, alcohol, in case of uh, Anthony Bourdain, he was a substance abuser. I mean, he has challenges, too, with alcohol and the like. Uh, When do you really get concerned? And I struggle with that, too, because here I am seeing folks all day long in our busy clinic, and every once in a while, especially with addiction folks, sometimes those that take prescription medications, 
When do I hear the challenges at home, the chaotic environment that maybe I to send in social services or offer home health or something like that? Uh, it's not simple, and I get that with you. Uh, it's, even though I think I'm trained to the fact that, no, I didn't get any training, but the fact that I do it every day and see it, um, I miss stuff. And how can we find risk tools, and how can we figure out how to do it better? That's what we're going to uh, get into. So I um, I want you to start thinking about folks around you, and that's the point of this podcast. Just start thinking about folks around you. What are the subtle cues? What can you do? Because literally you may save someone's life. Yeah, there was a campaign, I think an effective campaign recently about uh, the abused individual at home and how you intervene and you could save a life from somebody abused. Well, let's make this another campaign where you might save the life of somebody simply by picking up subtle cues. And um, we see it around us every day. Uh, Somebody has a financial problem. Somebody has an alcohol problem. Somebody has a pill problem. We see it every day. But what does that mean ultimately? I don't know. Let's think about saving a life. And there you go.